Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everyone, Taylor here. You know at our podcast, we were wanting to center the perspectives of people who look like us and women as well as marginalized people who have been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment or simply support us by subscribe our podcast from Acast, Apple, Spotify and Google. It will make a huge difference to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode. Hey y'all, it's 2021 <laughs> yeah, and this is... Jesse too. Hi, telling here. And you're listening to a fresh summer 2021 version. Um, a new season of Asian Bitches Down Fucking Under. Yay. Helen, Helen, how is it going? How's your new year going? Because this is our first pod. It's yeah, day 15. No, day 14, 14 of the new yeah. year. I feel like we could have started earlier, but we... Like, or at least I'm just being so procrastinated. I'm just so right, lazy okay. because of yeah. the weather. And yeah, I, I think I don't want to bring in the kids, but but with my life, you know, with the kids' school holiday, I just feel like mm. oh, I should just be going out every day. I mean, with, mm. with you know, the COVID cases, but um, yeah. we're not going indoors, but I'm still going out to parks and beaches and, you know. Nice, yeah. Shitload of outdoor stuff because I don't want to have the mm. kids at home just yeah, driving me yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Well, you know, a lot of adults, a lot of parents um, use their kids as excuses to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being such a bitch right now. Totally aware of that. But anyway, um, so yeah, kids, right. Well, have you had any you time? I don't really think I have much of my time, but I had went out with my friends uh, last weekend after the family trip up to the mountain to the yeah. the sub. Have you seen the photos? I saw I sent you the photos. The, we were yeah, doing so the Helen... stand up paddling board last week. Right, yeah. <laughs> Helen went away with her family for a number of days at the beginning of the new year to the mountains, I believe. Yeah, to the Blue Mountains. So there was like a kind of like a last minute decision because I had a very difficult time to look for accommodations that would accept dogs, dogs and two big yeah. dogs. And mm. anywhere up along the east coast of New South Wales that you can just literally cannot book anything because with the restrictions mm. that a lot of people right. can only stay in the state. So, you know, they mm. are pretty much taken up. Everyone's just can only do domestic travelings at the moment. So um, I just thought that, okay, maybe I'll just give it a try for Blue Mountains because we haven't been there for years since that we mm. moved up to Central Coast. And we were very lucky because I found this heritage building, which is like in almost at the center of Katoomba. Like, we, nice. yeah, five minutes walk into the city. I don't know if you could call Katoomba CBD, um, the town center. And it was a heritage building with like three bedrooms at very, I don't know what words I can use, but I sent you the photos, didn't I? The... Regal. Okay, yeah, Regal, yeah, that's a word. Yeah, yeah, it's quite spacious and it's got. Plenty of space for us, and also the main thing is that they permit dogs. So, some mm. Airbnb allows yeah. they have dogs to be 
they accommodate dogs, but they don't allow the dogs to yeah. sleep inside, which we don't want. Like our dogs has always been inside dogs, so right. this place allows the dogs to sleep inside, which is perfect for us. It wasn't that expensive right. either. It was like two hundred and forty per night. Shout out to non-discriminatory A- Airbnb folks, <laughs> because Helen considers dogs humans. Yeah, I do. Or sometimes better than humans. Right, yeah. Make sure your kids are not listening to this. Oh, they already know. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I am pretty sure that I think um, books are better than humans, mm-hmm. but um, I can't fuck a book. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, I say that um, facetiously, obviously. Um, speaking of books, I had planned to read, I had shown off to a friend of mine mm-hmm. in the first couple of days of the new year saying that I my new year's eve goal sorry my new year's goal was to read a book every two days wow and Mm -hmm. I was really quite set on it and also thought that I could achieve it but like um 14 days in I have only so far read two books (laughs) I'm a complete fucking failure god yeah like just do you know what um the thing is in order to read a book, you need alone time. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. just, like, in the last two weeks, I've been seeing so many friends because I want to mm-hmm. and also, everyone's like, doing off. a lot of things. Yeah, everyone's that, off yeah, from the work, so, yeah. That um, I haven't actually, like, I'm never, I haven't prioritised mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. solo time. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, started my day job again this week. It's been a smooth transition back into the working existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all in all, crazy starts in a new year, considering how much our heads, are, our necks are turned back to the US and the state of affairs over there. Yeah. I'm kind of like, every yeah. time anything happens there now, I'm just like, I, I kind of my natural reflex is to turn my head away and yeah, kind of wait scary. for and yeah. like wait for considered think pieces to come out a few weeks later mm-hmm. i never respond to reactionary um op-eds uh, mm-hmm. i kind of like to read considered um opinions mm-hmm. so um i mean it's pretty crazy like you know yeah, and a lot of headlines they tend to be very sensationalized and just oh yeah, you just you waste know, your like, time away reading all the shits online. Yeah, think, and yeah. and we're, Helen and I are recording on a Thursday morning where, when we woke up, um, the US um, what has happened <laughs> yeah, since I know. overnight is that um, they're trying to impeach mm-hmm. Trump for the second time. Yeah, and like my I think my like my response or. Autom- like natural responses to kind of like I feel like America is like the annoying jock or bitchy Mm. Stacy in high school who just (laughs) always has to be the center of attention Attention. I'm so sick of it I'm so sick of how self-involved and self-saturated America is just as Mm -hmm. I don't know the government I suppose Mm -hmm. everyone has to turn their heads towards this this like center of attention kind of individual it's annoying mm. i'm so like ugh. what unfortunately yeah. though it, particularly with australia and all of asian countries they have very deep relationship either financially economically well, everyone does um yeah. you know a, a lot of things with america so everyone turned their head towards the u.s which is quite annoying you know it, it gets a lot of news that's around the world gets left out like they yeah. don't get as yeah, much exactly, attention because everyone's looking at the tall straight white guy in the room oh my god 
also that's, known that's as America. Metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, in good news, like let's talk about the stuff that we have, like some of the highlights of some of the things you want to give a shout out to. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, do you want to do the books first or the Well, yeah, speaking of books, um, yeah. I had finished my um, Dark Vanessa um mm-hmm. really shitty writing but great premise um it deals with a lot of great like kind of ideas about like who is a victim in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. you know the more i read like it's literally 90 percent of the stuff i consume through literature is about some sort of abuse abuse narrative yeah why well, we, um, must we be something i need to that. unpack yeah. yeah and the the you know mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm just putting this out there because it's still an idea that is cooking in my head mm-hmm. but i wonder whether abuse of young people or this might this is obviously going to be very very um controversial what i'm about to say but i wonder if it's like always going to be around i.e inevitable because um when you're mm-hmm. young, you're vulnerable, and vulnerable people are just being taken um, advantage of. It's just almost like the rules of some sort of natural. Like, I'm not saying that abuse is natural. I'm saying mm-hmm. that the more I read, the more I feel like the more I understand how heavy the weight or the gravity of the changes that are required in order to stop abuse of young people or like abuse of Mm -hmm. anyone in a minority position. And that includes half the Mm -hmm. population, i.e. women, right? Because I just like, I'm reading about like so many relationships. um, I'm reading a lot recently about relationships, um, kind of low leader relationships where like one party, usually a man um, in a sexual or romantic relationship is much older than the woman. And like, um, I'm just thinking, like, when I was young, and I was, like, not raped or abused as a young person, but even when I was at university, I was, like, in love with a lecturer who was, like, 20 years older than me, and I remember thinking, like, I would do anything to um, appease him, or I would Mm -hmm. do anything to impress him, like, and I wonder, um, like, how do we, like, how do you stop abuse from happening if the the person, the more vulnerable party is like, like it's a part of who you are as a young person to want to impress, um, be it emotionally, intellectually or sexually, the person you're in love with. Like mm-hmm. you can't stop yourself from falling in love with someone, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're young, it's just natural to fall in love with someone who's much older than you. Mm. Do you know what I, I mean? I don't know so if how I do you even... agree with that statement, but I think girls or young young women have a tendency of falling in love with um mature men because yeah because men or boys at their similar age group are not developed as fast that's because i think we've mentioned this before because women have we are forced females are literally yeah. forced to to survive you actually have to mature a lot more faster yeah. because we were not given the advantages to just to laze around and you know do whatever we want but i think because it's actually dangerous for us to do yes and i think the whole society i mean as a parent myself you know i think with the relationship wise i think you try to establish their own self-esteem first it's particularly for young women um Mm. that is very important because when you know what you actually want and not trying to 
look for someone who I don't know how to put into this, but I I think it's just very. I think women have been taught, or young women has been taught, like at least for our generation. I don't know. Hopefully, the next generation will be better. That at least our generation has been taught that we need to be taking up a lot more responsibilities, and because that is so called、mm. progressive, which is not, but we always rely on someone. We are the one who looks after someone else, and that、mm. is called love. You know how? Yeah, you know how?、Exactly. I think.、Yeah. Not only our mothers. I think we have a lot of like older, like female relatives. Their ideas of love is that、um, you look after, servitude. yeah, servitude exactly. Yeah, you look after someone, you know, and、yeah. whatever that you get returned or not get returned at all, you know, yeah, is so called is love. love. But which is not true yeah, because、exactly. you never you never taught to love yourself first. It's always、yeah. been you.、Yeah. It's always been said that oh, just look after someone else because that's that's your value. That's your worth. Yeah, that's your production. And, and that is the patriarchal history. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's your worth in society. Yeah. If if women were taught to love themselves and prioritize themselves first, the world would not be as it is currently. Yeah. Like we wouldn't.、Uh-huh. Like you wouldn't look across a bookshop and see like eighty percent of the books published by men.、Mm. Uh, you wouldn't see like all the、uh, books in textbooks in high schools written by men. You wouldn't like all the movies that you see. You know, it's just like yeah, like most. Most things that we consume are have been created by men, because、mm-hmm. women have been taught not to love themselves or to put themselves first. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really important to look into the fact that、um, sometimes、uh, I know that a lot of people out there they're still teaching their daughters to、um, I don't know to do a lot more housework. I, I think. What we like the things that we'll be talking about today in a couple of news will be relating to a lot of like 重男轻女 you know, like you have more resources for the man and less resources for the woman. That it still happens,、mm. you know. Maybe yeah, it doesn't happen、totally. in a lot of workplaces. Maybe you see that it、mm. is very equaled, but、um, the society and also a lot of people's value are still,、um, yeah. Like that, <laughs> I don't know how to continue, but we're kind of kind of derailed from that. But、um, I think yeah, with、I'm、the sh- book,、um, I'm very with you. Like、um, I've just finished reading The Vegetarian by、mm. Han Jiang,、uh, Korean female writer.、Um, Han Kang, the anglicized pronunciation,、yeah, yeah. which I I believe <laughs> everyone has read. I, I'm sure all our listeners have read it because it's so famous. I've read it like three, four times now. Oh,、Was、have this you? Your first reading? It's my first reading. It's a, it, it okay, won like you... a Man Booker's Prize on the what twenty eighteen or a couple of years ago, twenty sixteen. Oh,、yeah. many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was really good. Like it's really、yeah. well written. I, I, it took me a while to read it. I because there are a couple of scenes that where she write about the dreams, particular one that is very deeply.、Uh, it's. It's really hard for me to explain it, but emotionally for me, it was really hard for me to continue to read it because the the dream scene that she was read, writing about was about this、mm. dog being made running、mm. around in the circles, and she, the words that she used was extremely graphic about how the dog died.、Oh. So I can't、oh、read that part. Okay, I, I just, well, make sure you don't read American Psycho. <laughs> I just had to put the book down and kind of move、yeah. myself、oh. away for a couple of days、yeah. and pick it up again because just yeah, it's really like、heavy. heartbreaking and heavy for me.、Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so.、Oh, I feel for you. I feel really bad for you right now. Hearing that, 
I, I feel like yeah. the, the the book is pretty much um, my my translation of the book literally will be mm. like herbivore versus carnivore, as in you oh. know how how kind of like a philosophic idea about around human society as, as cannibalism. Like I mentioned it in mm. the last um, part about one of the Chinese literature in the nineteen twenties that I want to read a madman's diary, whether or not yeah. you're getting you're either eat been eaten or you eat someone else. You know, my yes, perception of yes. the work is around the metaphorical narratives of you either being exploited or you exploit someone else, Boy, because yeah, that's yeah. essentially how our so-called civilized society is. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Can I just add in mm. there? I love your insight there, and I'd love you to continue. But I just want to add in um, that the way the world has been structured is mm. um, that young men have been taught to be the exploiters. Yes. Yeah, the carnivals. Yeah, you yeah, know that absolutely. there's a term in Japanese, like "chao shi nan." It's in Chinese, but I don't know that the, the, the characters "chao shi nan" is herbivore. Yeah, what's that mean? Herbivore man. Yeah. As in they, uh-huh. it's kind of a de- degradatory term, calling like the soft, yeah. yeah, yeah, like soft boys. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. masculine, and you know, yeah, exactly. they're not. And they don't eat to, meat. Yeah, they don't eat meat, and they're not conformed to like a mainstream well, masculinity. <laughs> Yeah, which I think are uh, is like the future of men. Like my partner is vegan, and he is like the kindest person. Which and I think should like, be. I he think. should be. No, yeah. yeah, well, men like exactly. more men need to be vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever like a male becomes like, if they show any traits of femininity or a yeah. bit of softness or kindness, they're being called out or laughed at yeah. or teased at. You know, at least. I don't know how the school, you know, school environment are now, but I remember that yeah. when we were growing up, at least I feel I feel for those boys. Yeah. 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 I know. Well, um, can you continue with your analysis of the vegetarian? Because I I read it and I love your analysis of like herb- herbivores versus carnivores, mm. which I think for me, I would say is the equivalent of like capitalist versus socialists, right? Mm, mm, if you want to like so. people who exploit other people or people who believe in a fairer justice society mm-hmm. where there's more equality amongst everyone yeah yeah rather than like this dog eat dog kind of mentality which is what the patriarchy and capitalist yeah post, mm-hmm. you know capitalist society is based on which we currently still live in yeah and we can't like it's hard to detach ourselves from it because we need money to yeah. survive <laughs> mm, yeah mm. Well, um, with the narrative between, like, the cannibalism, you know, um, I mm. want to highlight it, uh, one of the drama that I watched um, during the Christmas New Year holiday. Mm. It's a Korean drama called Sweet Home. It's like a, um, how do I describe it? It's kind of, initially I thought it was like a zombie drama again, but it's like a <laughs> human turned zombie and then monster <laughs> kind of drama mm. it's kind of expanded into the narratives of how um it didn't it's it's really really fast-paced and didn't really explain how people get infected like somehow that you mm. might know like in a later episode it could be like a government experiment but you don't really find out probably i don't know in the next season because at the moment it's only mm. fin- finished the season one um it's uh, highlighting the particular social issues of negligence of minority groups and the individual's mm-hmm. desires that had made mm-hmm. them 
turn into monsters and how those mm-hmm. desires eventually devour your own flesh you know like zombie like monsters and go and bite in and infecting others I think the infecting um, action is pretty much how we are currently now experiencing in the social media as in how easily mm. people can get um, attracted to a certain conversations and certain political mm. agendas and yeah totally whereas in the drama which is really interesting I think um, in the drama people who has been through trauma seems to have better control of themselves when they're infected they don't turn into monsters like they're still right. human but they have those mm. monsters abilities yeah mm. I, I initially I thought that I'm gonna watch it for entertainment you know um, purposes yeah. But the, the more that I continue to watch all the episodes, it, may, it really made me think because there's two characters. I think there's two. Yeah, there are two characters in the drama that has been actually infected with it, like they so-called a plague. But they haven't been fully turned into monsters. I think they become mm. mutants, but they're still on the good side. They're still human. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But because uh, those two, two characters have been, been through like terrible tra- trauma in their life. Right, right. I wonder why South Korea comes up with so many kind of like crazy zombie kind of apocalyptic horror films. There have been so many. I know, like Train to Busan, is, I think is the last one I saw. Why, why is that, do you think? I don't know. I think it's just, they're doing so well. I, I feel like they're better than Hollywood making those. Well, I uh, hate those kind of films because um, they freak the fuck yeah. out of me <laughs> and they literally keep me awake at night. Speaking of sleeping awake, sleep like I'm just making a rough tangent here. Um, I, I had a dream the other night about like, and it was such a vivid uh-huh. dream that I felt like I was on acid or something. Like I half woke up, oh, half shit. didn't. And it was uh-huh. like I had a dream about a crows. Like I was latching onto crows. The crows were like spinning around my hand or something. And then I woke up and I Googled dream interpretation crows. And then it said, <laughs> okay. I should not have done this because it said... Um, if you dream about crows, it is an ominous sign that someone close to you or you are going to die. Oh, I was like, fuck. shit, what the <laughs> fuck? And so I put, quickly put my um, phone down and like wrote in my diary something I truly regret. Mm-hmm. Usually I don't regret searching on the internet, you know, for information. Um, but I really, yeah, more. I just like, yeah. fuck that, <laughs> fuck the internet. Anyway, um, speaking of South Korea, um, this week... Um, the Western media uh, picked up on another reason to attack South Korea with um, uh, information coming out that um, in the first few days of the new year, South Korean government had came up, uh, had come up um, with a, official guidelines, shall we say, um, mm. that gave um, advice to mothers about what to do when they were mm-hmm. um, towards the end of their pregnancy. Um, so th- these guidelines were released through this new um, body, government body called the Pregnancy and Childbirth Information Centre. And it's mm. for all you guys who mm-hmm. haven't heard, they had like rules like the following. I'm just going to like quote directly from the translated mm. versions w- of what we have online. Um, they include, prepare meals for your husbands before you head into the hospital <laughs> to have your baby. Another one is, have a hair tie with you so you don't look dishevelled after giving birth. Now, like, um, uh, this one's my favourite. Prepare instant noodles like curry, black bean, paste and soup so the husband 
who's unfamiliar with cooking will be unable <laughs> will be able to conveniently use them. Now, like if I, I'm just thinking, um, if I read them to some women, they would actually say, "Yeah, that makes sense." Like they're just logistical guidelines, right? But like um, for me, mm. with like a very uh, woke partner, I would say that if if I read them to my partner, he would be like, "This is so fucking offensive," because it obviously assumes that you know the woman takes care of the man as though the man is a child himself and cannot feed himself. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, mm-hmm. I look around a, a lot in my life and, like, I look at the heterosexual couples and I'm, like, a pretty woke person, I'd say. Like, if, if mm-hmm. you, like, if, if you put wokeness on a scale, I'll be, like, and 10 being, like, the wokest of work, I'm, like, maybe a 6 or a 7. Like, I wouldn't say I'm extremely woke because, like, I... For instance, like I'm not really engaged with the transgender community. I'm not really engaged with the mm. disabil- disabled community. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have loads mm-hmm. of black friends. Not that that's a you know a measure of wokeness, but um, so like I would say I'm like substantially woke. But um, uh, but like I I look at those guidelines and I think like um that's that's pretty like horrendous um and insulting. And, like, it assumes a lot of things that, um, I guess, it assumes a lot of things that make me think, well, a lot of people actually in Australia, in my, well, amongst my own woke circles, um, actually the women do still bear the brunt of, like, preparing meals and mm. um, covering the domestic duties. Um, so even though the Western media is going up in arms about how backwards South Korea is, I'm like, well, uh, have a look at your own domestic situation. Like, do you, do you, um, do you kind of like prepare meals for your partner? Because usually the women, women still do that in a heterosexual, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. arrangement. Um, I mean, I'm obviously not condoning what South Korea have come out with. I'm just like a few days after the fact of my writing this and also like last year there were the western media was also up in arms about um official guidelines that were released in malaysia that had similar kind of like victim blaming kind of sexist rhetoric around like women and how they should behave i'm like Mm -hmm. okay here's (laughs) another opportunity that the western media is taking to attack the Asian community, right, like Asia being like one third of the whole world or maybe more. Um, But the thing is like um, we ourselves have a lot of sexist rituals that we don't actually just publicise. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's that's my latest ideas around these guidelines. Mm -hmm. I think Western, at least Western governments, they have certain societal expectations around like let's say for if for example did you know about the story the guidelines for a pregnant woman mm. but they don't publicize it because it's just deeply ingrinded within their head mm. as in I, i'm saying that um you know well i don't know which piece that you read but the piece that i read from guardian um you know it's it says that you know like you said the tips were expected muttered um you have even in different stages of pregnancy, for example, you yeah. know, in the earlier trimester, trimester, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, the guidelines suggest that avoid putting off housework as it will help them to maintain healthy weight, uh, healthy weight. Yeah. And like, <laughs> this is one that I found that really funny. Yeah. I think, I think it's not publicized, 
but it happens almost every fucking media. This one is says that hang the clothes you wore before you were pregnant in a place where you can easily see, so that will motivate you to keep your weight under control. Under control、yeah. to return to the same weight before pregnancy. Wow,、um, that's fucked. Okay,、up. this is really blunt. This is really blunt. But look at what's happening in Instagram. Oh、look、yeah, what's happening know, in、exactly. social media? Yeah, you have fucking loads. Of Western celebrities showing their post baby, like、yeah. Women's Weekly or that kind of, exactly, you know, the kind of yeah. magazines, yeah. post baby bodies、mm. at the beach. You know, like, oh, she lost twenty kilos in a day. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, like too, too much. Twenty <laughs> kilos. Twenty kilos in a day no, is called twenty kilos in、uh, like a month it's after surgery. Birth, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah surgery. It's、sorry. called liposuction. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's it just happens. In like Western media as well, you know, but I know, just because、yeah. like Korea, they have a you know, guideline. Yeah, exactly. Of, they're more yeah, from the government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're blunter about these things. Which, like, in a way, I look at the yeah, I know, and look at the fucking influencers on Instagram as well. Like they、yeah. have, I don't know, half a million of followers,、yeah. and then they have a baby on a post body, you know, labor. Shots、yeah. that kind of shit. Do you know who I been... aspire to be? Even though, like, actually, I still have a lot of body image insecurities. I aspire to be as confident and brave, and not brave. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna patronize her by saying brave. I'm so like, kill me if I ever use the word brave by describing a woman <laughs> again, because that is so fucking patronizing. But like, I want to be like Adrian Dawkins, who was like large and didn't give a shit about how she looked, because I want to be a woman who. Who aspires to be holistically and entirely judged and assessed by her intellect? So, like,、mm. I find that comment the guidelines. One of the guidelines that the South Korean government gave was、um, buy a hairband so you don't look dishevelled after having a baby. <laughs> I'm like, I like looking dishevelled. Okay, I really like. I don't、dishevelled. fucking care. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the dishevelled look is Jessie Two's goal this year for 2021. <laughs> dishevelled, right? Yeah, I'm in my tracksuit pants today. Oh, it's nice! Just, like, it's、yeah. my disheveled day today, right? Right. Because I will have to go out with friends yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. today, I I saw that I'm gonna record the podcast. I'm gonna stay at home, so、yeah. I'm just gonna don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> But like,、um, for those for all you guys who don't know, like South Korea is pretty fucked up for women. Like, you know, we've talked loads and loads about the、mm, epic book.、Mm. Um, Kim Jong Young, Kim, Kim Jong Young, born in 1982, which talks、mm. about the casual and sexist everyday quotidian assaults that women face.、Um, South、mm-hmm. Korea is the largest, that has the highest rate of plastic surgery per capita in the world.、Mm-hmm. Um, like people,、um, wh- girls at 16 are gifted by their parents money so that they can get work done on their face. Like something crazy, like、mm-hmm. one third of teenage women, teenage girls get. You know, it's so normalized to, to make yourself beautiful. And、um, I recently, they all end up looking very similar oh, yeah, to of each course. other.、Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Like I was recently trying to finish a book、um, by a guy called Hammershit Hammersh.、Um, he wrote a book called Beauty Pays, and it's about how, like,、um, for women.、Um, Having more attractive faces actually, in the long run,、um, ensures that you have a higher salary throughout your life. Something crazy like that. It was、wow. such a dull book; I couldn't、mm-hmm. finish it. But like,、um, I can understand why 
people might think if you have a more attractive, conventionally attractive face, you will do better. Not just in the marriage market, but also in your career, you know? Career, yeah. Like, we don't... Every like, social Yeah, settings. like, in the Western yeah. world, we don't actually explicitly talk about that. But, um, but, it, but it is a real thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. just not talked about here in, yeah. here in Australia, at least. Yeah, with... Um, I, I know that in Japanese society that women are taught from very young, as in that that's like the... Um, What's the call? It's like just the social, re- not the regulation, but it's just something that you know when you're growing up, yeah. that you don't go out without makeup. makeup. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. And because it's it's shameful to see your bare face, yeah. like for women. Yeah, it's almost in like... Japanese society. It's almost like um, you're going out naked. Something like that, but also that it should be, you always should always look like perfect. Mm. Like not even the the only time that you remove your makeup is just before you go to sleep. Mm. I've heard from one of my not a, a friend but acquaintance whose mom is Japanese. She says she never seen her mom without makeup. Shit, that's fucked up. Like when there's she a, was growing there's up, there's an element of fucked upness there. And it, I know, I know exactly. As in, like she said, that is so wrong mm. in the sense that. You never remove the mask. mask that exactly. You always have to put on a mask yeah. as a woman in that society yeah. to be a complementary. I don't know, a complementary to look respectful. The society. Well, to, it's yeah. always it's it's for men, right? Yeah. Men like to look at yeah. pleasurable, pl- pretty things. Yeah, mm. I know. With our mum, she always said to me, "You don't go out with without makeup because it's like polite." Mum, mum, yeah. Mum says like it's a limao mm. sang. You yeah, just do our that. mother, yeah, yeah. Our mother consider it's a polite. Yeah, thing she's my mum. Mum used to say show uh, your ugliness. Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. Um, she um, she always said at least put on lipstick. I remember that. At mm. least put on lipstick. I've never actually seen Helen. But why with is that? No, I, I never, I never really wear lipsticks. I'll probably wear once or twice in special occasions, like yeah. at weddings or yeah. yeah, or yeah, I don't know, or family gathering. Yeah. You know what? I am never gonna be like. I'm never going to be one of those women who care about makeup and shit because I just, I'm so lazy. It takes lazy. time. Oh, my God. Like, even to our brother's, Ugh. even to our brother's wedding, I had, like, a bun. Yeah, you did. I just <laughs> did up a bun. Like, this is me, obviously, like, flexing. I had a bun. I, like, didn't get professional makeup done. I just did my own makeup. It took, like, 15 minutes. I'm so lazy. It's just so that I'm you, so you lazy. use the time differently, <laughs> So I bad. I mean, a lot of young girls being taught to. Yeah, that's why. That's why a lot of. I think that's a. That, that's another discussion we could have another day. That women just have just spent too much time to try to put up a good appearance for the fucking society, where we, as we can use that time to what mm. read, learn, and do things for ourselves rather than for the men. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I guess it's what we're talking about is related, guys, to what we're going to talk about, body image, today. Oh, are um, we talking? I thought that we're doing it next week. Oh, are we? What are we doing now? Yeah. So we're going to do, do this news, uh, which I'll speak more about the news of South Korea. And you're okay. going to talk about the um, the trans- transphobic? Um, oh, well, trans- I just wanted yeah. to, like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to know what you have down the line for us. Okay. Um, but before we take a break, I wanted to mention it's related to our conversation about like the abuse in relationships between like a much older person and a younger person. Um, mm. the, the book I'm struggling to finish, even though it's like the best book I've read in decades, um, 
decades, uh, years, is a book by Raven Leah Lani. <laughs> it's called uh, Luster. Mm-hmm. She's an American writer. She graduated from NYU. Yes, she's one of those folks. Hate them, love them, whatever. Um, she's a great writer. She, uh, her, This is her debut novel. It's about a young 23-year-old black woman who um, gets embroiled into an affair with a white older man and then somehow mm-hmm. ends up living with his family. Um, it's kind of, you got to suspend your reality a bit, um, but the writing is just absolutely fucking exquisite and that's kind of all I care about um, when it comes to books. <laughs> uh, I don't care for a storyline, um, but mm-hmm. the writing is just absolutely fucking exquisite. Like, if you want masterful writing, if you want to be blown away by good language, read her. It's just amazing. Yeah, some some of the writings that you read, it just gives you chills. Like you oh, I've never experienced chills. Imagination. Oh, haven't uh, you? I yeah, I, I'm. Just, I'm more like or move to move you to the places that you just want to continue to cry. And it's really oh, hard to right. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I. I'm not sure if I feel something viscerally. I. I'm. I'm mostly just swearing in my head when I read a great <laughs> passage. I'm like, fuck, this uh-huh. is good. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's a great book. Mm. Okay, let's take a break, and, and we'll come back the... soon. Right back. <laughs> Okay, so we're back. <laughs> do a stretch. Jesse Jo is doing a stretch. Um, before I wanted to kind of yeah, I'm sitting on the I'm sitting <laughs> on my skateboard on the floor. So I'm gonna wrap up the story about the South Korean government on the guidelines for a pregnant woman. Like I, I everyone had to really think about yeah. it. Like who wrote these guidelines? It feels like someone like our dad, or at least the man that uh, at our dad's age. It kind of reflects how backwards and conservative of those government bureaucracies and the team that actually had round up these tips to be published without, I don't know, anyone actually look through and consider, oh, this is not quite right. It wouldn't fit on this, you know, generation. And I feel like these people are extremely entitled, living through the time where they were, like, they, they had people serving them and now seeing women are actually like fucking living their own lives and you know seeing the progress of how women are mm. not doing much domestic work now and that they feel threatened and yeah, disturbed yeah. of you know of their feudalism and patriarchal yeah. idea ideal lives that's why they have to come out with yeah. kind of this kind of policy guidelines to tell the society and i do feel like it's kind of um i, I want to say something about this story and also what you what you will be saying about the transphobic um, statement from the Kuji bath. Government bureaucracies yeah. are the ones that's kind of like inciting the hate. You know, they're, they're bringing the hate towards the woman yeah. and saying that you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Um, and mm. also justifying mm. for, I guess, a lot of, hopefully not a lot of men that they think, yeah, this is what I want in my relationship. Yeah. yeah, and like uh, as I mentioned yeah. before, like Zhong Nan Qingyu, you know, having the heavier resource for men and mm. less less resource for women, the culture is still heavily ingrained in a lot of Asian society. For example, at the end of the Guardian's 
um, article for this guideline for pregnant woman. Mm. Um, like, what the fuck? Again, it's the government. They had a guideline before for the high school students. I think it's in their sexual educations. They were saying that and women have to work on their appearances and men have to work in, to improve their financial capabilities. And also, this, this one is really fucked up. Um, they say that for men who spend a lot of money on dates, it is natural he will want to be compensated for the money that he spent. In such cases, unwanted date rape can occur. You know, um, this was from the Guardians in mm. December 2018, titled "Blendy Sexist uh, Backlash Against South Korea's Sex Education." Mm. I think it's out there publicly. But I think it's across a lot of societies, whether or not it's Asian or Western yeah. countries. Yeah. A lot of men do expect that. I totally A lot agree. of men do expect that. Oh, I spent that money yeah. on you. I expect you give certain. Me in return. Yeah, exactly. But isn't it just human nature to do that? Um, to expect something in return when you give something. Like yeah. for instance, um, when I when I cook for someone, I mm. expect. I think I expect them to be nice to me. Or I expect them to do the dishes. Like I, you like is it is it not human nature to behave in a way where you is like a tick for a tat? Like um, mm. you want your efforts to be reciprocated in some form or other. I think right? there should be a I'm balance. Not, and like obviously, and and obviously, um, when a guy pays a woman pays for her dinner or something, mm. I'm not saying that he should expect sex. But um, I'm saying, like, is it not natural that he expects something in return? Um, it might not be sex. It might be, I don't know, her time. Or, But then, you know, why, why, are, why is a woman's time not monetarily, like, why does it not go the other way? Like, how come a woman can't pay for a man's time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I remember, like, Tom Hanks says in Sleepless in Seattle, um, I can't possibly make... There's this one scene where he's in a lobster bar with his friend. He's like, I can't possibly make her pay. And, like, even now, like, I'm thinking about all the relationships I've had in the past. I, I really like it. I really liked mm-hmm. it when a man paid. Um, I never felt... I don't think I felt um, obliged to behave in a certain way, but I obviously, like, gave them sex. Not because, like... not not. Not like, okay, you paid for a $200 meal, I'm going to go home and fuck you. It wasn't like that. It was something, I guess, more subtle. And, like, I guess, like, men have historically, um, they have this precedence of using money in order to wield power. And Mm -hmm. that still concurrently occurs within heteronormative relationships, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I think gay relationships are so much more interesting because they have to set up their own rules. And, you know, like, when you have same-sex couples, it's... They don't really have that gender discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I'm just wondering, like, if a guy, like, why... It's it's funny, like, I would never... I would never, like, date a guy who would expect me to pay for his time. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, it's still kind of normal. And, like, I see this, this sort of um, discriminatory attitude in myself. Like, I like it when a guy pays. Mm. Like, he should pay for my time. But then I'm like, but I'm fucking woke. I shouldn't expect him to pay. We should go half half. Mm-hmm. You know? I think half half is generally the ideal way. And also, you know, the comparison between like the how the cooking and the cleaning up is not the same yeah. comparison as going out and date. 
and then be raped. <laughs> you know, being compass. No, yeah, no, yeah, of that's not what I'm yeah. saying at all. But I think no, 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 that's not what I'm saying uh, at all. Yeah, but I think like a guy should never expect sex when yeah, he yeah, pays for yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, this kind of thing come out from you know the government, which is very wrong. I mean, I, I think they removed mm. it, but a lot of men out there are still. It's almost like they're putting a price on um our body yeah like you it pay for my meal the, and yeah, i will like let you for, penetrate me for centuries like what the fuck yeah. why can't i pay for you to penetrate me <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it's, it's like the it's power like, dynamic it's too yeah it's like it's something yeah. it's almost like our vagina or the gateway to our vagina is like monetarily put a yeah like, uh, uh, there's a, a price. price level yeah yeah, like, but what if I, I what if I want to suck your dick? Like, can I pay for your dinner so that I can suck your dick? You know, yeah. Like, if he doesn't want to, says be... that women are the ones who have to give. give that's something, right. Yeah, or like have it's something always, to take away. Always been like it's always been labeled like that, which is really annoying. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our second news that we want to talk about. Um, yeah. So it's the one I don't have the title out here. Sorry, I'm just gonna open up. Okay, so is this about the Coogee Bards? Yes. Yeah. So Okay, so um Do you wanna start? Earlier this week mm-hmm. earlier this week, um someone uh uh someone on the Coogee Bards official website asked a question um saying are transgender women allowed? Cause so the Coogee Bards, I mean, if you guys have listened to our podcast in the past, I rave about it because I yeah, go that's quite your frequently. It's yeah, it is my favorite place in the world. Um, it's a uh, rock pool designed only for women or children under thirteen mm-hmm. in Kuji. It's a two dollar entry. Um, it's a safe space for me. I can like take off my top and just like lie in the sun and have my breasts warmly caressed and tanned by <laughs> the sun, um, and not have like leering eyes or like just like people come up to me and ask like I swear every time there's just so it's just so common not to like brag obviously but like when I go to the beach alone often I'll just be like approached by random fucking men Mm. um yeah and so um what happened was um someone posted a question and uh, can trans when gender women attend and um the the website replied a comment saying that um, you can only um, attend the pools if you have had um, the surgery to and also mm. surgery to correct like change your sex so that you're um, mm-hmm. quote unquote officially a woman um, identified as a woman by the government and you know obviously this is super transphobic because um, the ch- the the gender reassignment surgery is like really expensive it's more yeah, than 30k 30 a lot of, um, yeah. yeah the hormones pills and all that these things mm-hmm. take years there's a mm-hmm. whole um lot of curriculum of through. change yeah, yeah mm-hmm. process that that is required that involves a lot of financial um resources that mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't have mm-hmm. right um and so um yeah it was pretty crazy a lot of people uh were up in arms about it i mean what was your first response helen uh, because um i'm still i think i'm still thinking about this obviously like um we don't need to state the fact that you know we were we both helen and i are totally against the response mm. that um Kuji bards um came up with which has now been taken out down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah okay so the response is town but, but they <laughs> but, so they have said okay all women can attend but they didn't actually say how they would 
enforce this uh-huh. rule. Yeah, I know. It's so like to me when I first read the news and I when I mm. looked up. Um, Obviously, it's been removed, but someone has taken a screenshot of the response, yeah. and it was being yeah. retweeted around. And the response, um, it just it says that only transgender women who undergone a gender reassignment surgery are allowed to en- entry. Please contact us for further information if required. Like when I read that, I was like, this doesn't sound logical because. It says gender reassignment. If you consider gender, it is socially constructed. It has nothing to do right. about your fucking sexual genitals. Yeah. yeah. So you're asking yeah. someone to show your I vagina like <laughs> before you enter. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to. If I look, oh if I look slightly butch, and you, they think that I'm a yeah. trans, and are they going? Yeah. To, do they have the right to ask to see my vagina? To kick me out. Know? Exactly. Yeah, it just yeah. it it just doesn't seem logical to me, and also um, what I thought was that um, again, this is probably like the bureaucratic type of team that are very conservative mm, mm. or have no idea yeah. or they never read anything about you know transgender community um, resources, and they feel the need to manipulate and control. What woman slash gender woman, you know, or by nature, you know, woman by trans or by nature, how we should do or how we should behave, like having those policy and guidelines, like to do the fuck they say, you know. If you consider lightly, we yeah. can say that, oh yeah, we just don't follow those guidelines, or yeah, fuck then, we're just gonna not go or things like that. Some people will say that, you know. Some people will literally, it's like yeah. you know, some racist people making racist remarks as well, and they will just say that, yeah, just don't go to that place. But this doesn't work. Yeah, you know, it's like dangerously justifying yeah. the patriarchal system, and they're like, if no one calls out this kind of shit, they just try to normalize it. They will normalize yeah, it in our exactly. society, and at the same time, just trying to reinforce who has always been benefiting from the society. I'm not saying that it's will be a hundred percent men. There, there are a lot of women that are out there that are following the patriarchal system that they just don't. They're not reading enough and they don't understand oh, yeah, enough. totally yeah well i'm just looking at the randwick city council mm-hmm. website um and looking at who the councillors are okay i mean okay, this is obviously not, not not to say that um you know these people are the ones who made such a decision but it's indicative of the kind of cohort that you have controlling mm-hmm. such you know measures of people's lives um you have the mayor whose name is danny said s-a-i-d okay he looks white um, most of these people are uh-huh. white passing. There are no black or brown people. Um, you have Anthony Andrews. You have Tony Bowen. You have Murray Metzen. So they're all very you white. You have Brendan Roberts. <laughs> white names. You have Kathy Nelson. You have uh, Lindy Sury. Uh, you have Dylan Parker. You have uh, Christy Hamilton. Yeah, so what about you know, that's age all group? you need to know. I mean, I'm not saying oh, that all yeah, the every, people Nobody are is not under... No, no, no. But... I think... Th- yeah, I think Dylan Parker looks relatively uh-huh. young. He's the ALP counsellor. Uh, he looks around like 40, mm. but most of them are like old white men. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> no need more explanation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I bet, I'll bet you my leg that none of these counsellors know one transgender person. Or they're involved in LGBTQI community. Yeah, no, no, mm. no, exactly. Yeah. Have you ever been to these baths? No, Coogee is too far for me. 
Helen, yeah. you need to you need I to move down it. here. Like, <laughs> no, actually, I'll I, just I try. I should I should push my... to have one of the bars up on the central coast. <laughs> no, I don't want to travel all the way up there. Jesus Christ! For the people up here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add before we end the episode? <laughs> yeah. No, I I I like that. It these things, you know, like. Every time we talk about anything to do with gender, I just think, like, I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. Um, when I when I pass away, whenever that is, hopefully not in the next few years, <laughs> but, like, hopefully in a few Decades. decades' time, <laughs> I would love for, their, for, their, for their, the world to not have, like, men and women. I just don't think, I just don't think, yeah. I'm not saying that, like, you know, men should be castrated or whatever, Obviously, like penises are important. Social construct should be not there. Yeah. But yeah, like just um, if someone believe, like I don't know, I I just think this whole transphobic thing, like and and with powerful people like J.K. Rowling, you know, mm-hmm. who would probably say that yeah, transgender women aren't allowed in the Coogee Baths. That would probably be her mm, opinion as a turf. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. just like really like get with the game, guys. You know, just like, yeah. um, what is so hard, what is so hard about just taking someone as they want to be taken? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. If someone says mm-hmm. that they believe that they're a woman, it's fucking, just, I don't know, just like treat them like they want to be treated. Right? Yeah. They're not, they're not harming your life. I don't want to be, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I just wish, like, I, I don't want to be considered a woman. I don't want to be, like, a female writer. Mm. I don't want to be an Asian writer. Yeah. I just want to be a writer. Don't fucking racialize me. Don't genderize me. Like, what is so hard about treating someone as just a plain mm. human being? Mm. I don't mm-hmm. understand the difficulty around that. Okay, so that's Jesse's final word for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm so hungry at the moment. I'm going to like race downstairs to fucking make myself some eggs. <laughs> okay. So once again, thank you to our listeners. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're now on Acast. If you have enjoyed our show, please give our podcast a five-star rating and share with your friends. Uh, we're now on Acast support. So if you like, please support our show by donating. Buy us a coffee or a cha latte. You can find our updates on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Asian Bitches Down Under. So we welcome discussions and feedbacks. Uh, so we'll chat to you next time. See you guys. Have a good week. Yay. Have a good week. Looking forward to Invasion Day so. and talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We From an Asian perspective.